way. Shit. All right, Couch Guys Sports Podcast. Welcome in. Still no Nick Qualia. This is episode 179. I was texting him earlier. Yes, he still communicates with me. Uh, he should be back next week. So we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, not going to hold my breath. But he's telling me he might be back next week, hopefully. So either way, Al and I got it. It's fine. This is episode 179. It's the third one, right? Without him. Third one in a row, me and you, guy. So, hey, we're locking it down. Uh, Not a crazy show. We got some stuff to talk about. Of course, follow the show, Couch Guy Pod, Couch Guy Sports everywhere. But rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher everywhere just just enjoy the process enjoy the content all the written content couchguysports.com uh the store couchguysportshop.com everything big stuff coming there's a meeting tonight actually big stuff coming yeah and and jared i got a little breaking news too oh jesus do i know about this well you're about to we have the most views in a month out of any month over the past two years this month a Hop on board, baby. Hop on board, people. Hop on board. Yes. Give a big reasoning to Al for that. Give a little shout to Al. All right. My pleasure. Always. That's, that's why you're doing your thing. And, and props to you, too, because I, I'm going to toot your horn here. You just started teaching full-time. I did. Still going strong, and I love it. Trying still going to. strong. There's, there, are some, there are some changes in the works that are definitely going to help, but I'm still going to have a big part in Couch Guy Sports. Put it for that sure. Way. Yeah. And, of course, your teaching is awesome. Keep teaching. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Weekly dump. Pew, pew, pew. Weekly dump. Weekly dump. A little bit more <sighs> optimistic. Pew, pew, pew. Mookie Betts and Joe fucking Kelly. Congratulations <laughs> to the LA Dodgers, guys. You won the World Series. Red Sox, you're on the clock, guys. That's it. I want to hear – we're going to talk about this a little bit down the, in the, later in the show, but Red Sox, you're on the clock, guys. Yeah, and Dodgers and- – yeah, get over the fact that Mookie's in LA, Red Sox fans. Just get over it. It's over. He's not coming it is, back. Move it on. is sad. I, I'm, I'm a big I'm Mookie guy. I'm rooting for Mookie. I'm happy he I, won the World Series. I love Mookie, but it's time to get yep. over it. It's, it's time to move on. Happy for Clayton Kershaw. Dude deserved a World Series. Everyone get off his back. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. Uh, shout to him. Shout to David Price, who didn't win a World Series, even though the team did. Great for him. <laughs> Congratulations again, Mookie Betts, Joe Kelly, Red Sox. You're on the clock, guys. Oh, and congrats to Dave Roberts. Sorry, I got a shot. Yeah. Congrats to Dave Roberts, former Red Sox. Three of them now won a second ring, Red Sox and the Dodgers, uh, obviously including Joe Kelly and Mookie Betts. Congrats to Dave Roberts. You feel for that guy. Three out of the last four years and couldn't get it done with, this team, with the talent that they had. And People were talking about him getting fired if he didn't win this year. Hey, he it only took him Mookie Betts to do it. So I mean. only took him Mookie Betts. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Dave Roberts, huge congrats. Obviously, Red Sox and mortality. Uh, Julian Edelman has had knee surgery. Al, knee surgery is expected to miss time per our own small state big takes. Give the boys the credit they effing deserve. That's, I commend them. Props to them. I've always said how much I like those guys, and they continue to do their thing. So props to SSBT. They didn't get credit on Twitter. They're not going to. That's the way this game works. <laughs> they, had, they had it before everyone else did. Give them credit. Uh, Julian Edelman was apparently knee on knee, like bone on bone in the knee like so he clearly grinded it out i just shut him down it doesn't if, maybe if you beat the bills okay I hope he's supposed to miss some time we'll see how the season goes you might end up getting shut down if they keep sucking um we'll talk about the receiving corp later but gunner Oshevsky is going to be big this weekend uh tony larusa 
is the new White Sox manager. We'll get into that. Obviously, that Hinch is an option. Don't know why this is happening, but we'll talk about that. Again, that's part of the meat of the show. The Los Angeles Clippers are planning to go after Rajon Rondo in free agency when it opens up. Uh, that's a bombshell bomb going, waiting to go off. Um, he should just stay with the Lakers. But, hey, that's, a, that's an interesting situation there with him and Kawhi and Paul George. I'd be interested. Very. Be interesting. Uh, NBA players on that topic are most likely planning to not show up, or like the big guys. Obviously, the little guys will show up. Uh, if the league starts before January, they do not want to start in December. Uh, it's a very quick turnaround time, Al. Uh, I'm shocked they're trying to start before Christmas. Um, I know it's the NBA just wanted to make more money, but it's not a lot of time for the players to have the offseason that were in the bubble for a while. Um, even a normal offseason is a lot longer than that. So it, it's kind of a quick turnaround time, and I'm kind of on the player side in this one. Uh, give them to like Martin Luther King Day or something. Yeah. Sounds about makes right. no sense. Makes no sense. Um, Travis Roy uh, of it was BC, right? Of BC, BC Lum, BU. BU. Uh, he passed away today at the age of forty-five. Um, so rest in peace to him. Obviously, we know the story there. Um, but yeah, I know Al passed that news to me as we were coming on the show. I didn't hear yeah. that. So and if and I will say this: if you if you like reading it all, go get Travis Roy's book, Eleven Seconds. He tells everything from his childhood to yep. his career at BU and everything else in between. Seriously, mm-hmm. a great read. And I'm not one that likes to read books, but this was a book <laughs> that I could not put down. Same. I'm an Audible kind of guy. Not a sponsor of the show, just a fr- just the network. I, I enjoy Audible. Um, and, and finally, just go vote. Guys, Tuesday, I, Nick and I always try to say we're not a political show, but then we just throw our jabs and go freaking vote. If you haven't already, go do it. Go on tomorrow. Going tomorrow. Going tomorrow. Going tomorrow. If you take us in the car, keep us going, and go vote right now. Well, we are soundtrack to get you excited to go vote. Whichever way you vote, just vote. I mean, we know how I stand, but just go vote. Uh, all right, that is the weekly dump. Al, you're my bestie. You're my testy besties, of course. Al. Thanks, man. Come on now. Halloween is right around the corner. It's this weekend. Guys, it's Saturday. Halloween. Then the clocks go back. Get some sleep this weekend. Halloween this weekend and I'm sure you have your costume planned, but if you don't, you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. Our friends at Manscaped want to help you make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own. Manscaped, of course, is the number one in men's below-the-belt waist grooming and offers precision engineer tools for your family drools. I don't know what you're going as, Al. Um, you might be going as Chewbacca. I don't know if you're going as Bigfoot or Harry, uh, Harry Bear, but if not, it's under the costume, man. You got to keep it. You got to keep care of it. If you're walking around this Saturday, if your town's still allowing Halloween, um, you want to be clean down there. If you're going to a, a party that shouldn't be happening, but you're going to go anyway, at least make it worth it and trim down there. Get ready to go. Get excited for some potential action. It's been a while. We've all been in quarantine. Make sure the boys are trimmed downstairs. Make sure they're ready to go. Make sure they're ready to go. And you don't want to be like Nick. Don't be snipping with scissors. No nicks, yeah. just 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 nice and easy trim. Get ready for Halloween. If you're going, especially if you're going to be like Chewbacca, you want to you want you want them to be surprised when they see what's underneath the bed. You don't the want house. to be a Nick with a Nick. No, don't be don't be. That's what's trademark. That's beautiful. Uh, don't you. be that hairy guy, Al. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside that Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This is waterproof and skin-safe trimmer. Will reduce next to your pumpkins to your gourds, to whatever you want to call them. You can also create less mess by trimming in the shower because of the waterproofing or use their Magic Mat disposable shaving mats. I choose the shower, Al. I leave it on the charging dock and I grab it before I go in the shower. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, don't forget, 
crop preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The perfect package also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. I said it, if you're going trick-or-treating, you're going to want them. If you don't have them, probably too late to get them now, but if you have them, you're lucky and you're welcome. The perfect package is for on-the-go freshness. You'll love the Crop Reviver. It's also there as well. It's ball toner. It's great. It's great after the shower. It's time to get clean and mean with the Perfect Package 3.0. Now, Al, we've been preaching this a long time. Code hasn't changed. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Guys, stay sexy this Halloween and beyond. Your balls will thank you. Again, 20% off free shipping with code uh, COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Free shipping too. Who hates paying for shipping? I do. 20% and free shipping. CouchGuy20 at manscaped.com. Guys, great products. Go get them. Great, great products. Again, I say it every time. You leave it on that charging dock in the bathroom. It like makes you feel guilty if you don't grab it. It like stares you in the face and goes, Jared, Al, come on. Do it. Do the damn deed. Do the deed. Come on. You know who didn't do the deed, Jared? Who? The Patriots. Oh. That's a segue if I ever heard one. That is a big market podcast segue. Patriots suck, Al. Yeah, they're not good. Can't confirm. Not great, Jared. Not great Smoked by Jimmy G and the 49ers. I don't want to talk about it. They scored like, what, six points? Yeah, game? 33 to six. Not great. Was not good. We know how bad they are. They're now third, Al. Third in the AFC East behind the Dolphins and, of course, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen leading the way. And... This was this weekend. They're playing the Bills. This was my test. I said, I will give the Bills the division. I will give them everything when they play and beat the Patriots. Oh, we'll talk about the game in a second, but man, do I think they're going to get specked. They're going to get specked. It's, it's going to be bad. The first time since, I think it was 2002. No, 2000. What was the year that uh, Brady got hurt? Um, uh, 2008. Eight, 2008. And this is the first time they're have a 500 record this late under 500 record this late into the season since that season. And this is the first time they pro someone isn't leading the AFCs this late besides the Patriots or is since like, but, but wait a minute in 08, didn't they finish 11 and five with Matt Castle at the helm? They did. So it's, so that might've been 02. That might've been 2002. They are not good. No, that was the, that was the, the, the Matt Castle year was the last year they didn't win the division. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I get because that saying. was the year they went 11 and five and didn't make the playoffs, which was malarkey. Which is ridiculous. But... Like you should make the playoffs at 11 and five. Um, you look at what's going on here. Let's talk about this weekend and then we'll go big picture. Patriots bills. Josh Allen going to the bills in Buffalo. No Julian Edelman. Just said that in the weekly dump. Julian Edelman's out for God knows how long knee surgery. Obviously, not really shocking. We knew he was hurt. Um, finally, I think it's just too much for him to play. So he's on the shelf. Your healthy receiver, uh, Nikhil Harry, out concussion because he got laid out last week. So your healthy receivers this week are Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Olchevsky. Those are your two guys. You got and other guys Demari below. Bird. And Demari Bird. Sorry, I just forget about Bird. Demari Bird. Those are your three guys so the, who Cam Newton are throwing to if he throws the ball. Who's actually Cam going to throw to besides Bird? <laughs> He started throwing to Myers a little bit, but is he going to throw the ball to Gunner? You might have to. I mean, this, this is going to be a game where they run the ball 
and credit to my co-host Fiesta on this, and I think he hit the nail on the head. This is going to be a game where the Patriots run the ball, you know, north of 30 times at least. And this is, mind you, also we found out today that Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback who could also be out of here in a little bit because his house is on the market uh, and all the requests are due an hour after the trade deadline. He's on the injury list, so he might not play this weekend. Um, My guess is he's probably on the injury list so that he can stay healthy for the team that gets him. Uh, my guess is Stefan Gilmore will not be here past the trade deadline. There's no point if you're going to lose. But I think this Bills game is a big test of what they do at the deadline. If they win this game out, if they do it, if Cam plays a little better and they, and they look like they did earlier in the season, you can't sell Stefan Gilmore. You can't sell on this team. No. Because if you go and beat the Bills, you're then three and four. You still have another game against the Bills. You still got two games against the Jets. You play the Jets next weekend. So yeah. – you probably win that game. So then you're right back to four and four and you're right in it. You have the tiebreaker against the dolphins. If that becomes a thing right now, you're playing the bill. Like if you beat the bills, it's a, okay, Hey, we can go two and four. You're still, you still lost to us. And that's the story. And so this weekend's game is really like, okay, if you win, we're all in still, we're with you. If you lose, just tank. It's, it's gotten to a point where we as Patriots fans are disappointed week in and week out by this team. And this hasn't happened in 20 years. Yep. You know, th- th- this hasn't happened. And the thing that scares me about Buffalo, there's a few things that scare me about Buffalo. First of all, that secondary in Buffalo, pretty good. Pretty good. Defense, the rush defense, I'll, I'll admit, didn't know that they weren't as great as I had heard from, you know, again, Fiesta. Thank Cam's, Cam's going to have some time. Cam's going to have some time to throw the ball. Cam should have some time to throw the ball, but we saw this in the San Francisco game, Jared. He was holding the ball way too long. I yeah. think he's just – he's. He, is it a case where he's getting the yips? Is it a case where he's, you know, just starting to feel the pressure of being a quarterback in New England? I mean, he came out today and he basically said, I need to be better. I've learned that it's not acceptable in this region, this state, everything to yep. lose, which yep. I not. get it. I mean, it's not, you're right. But the thing too is how are you going to improve everything else? How are you going to improve the rush defense? Which by the way, Jeffrey Wilson, Raheem Mostert was out this game. Jeffrey Wilson ran on you for 17 attempts, 112 yards and three, and three tutties, three touchdowns. Tutties. Tutties. Literally three tutties. So my thing is where, where was this, where was this rushing defense that we saw the first couple of weeks of the season that was actually Pretty. Wasn't this whole Patriots defense supposed to be elite? Like top five defense. Like everyone was like, oh yeah. Like and then they lost Dante Hightower the- and Patrick Chung. Yes. Yeah. And then they lost those guys. And who did they replace them with? Oh. No that's one. the thing. Nobody. And that's oh, the can problem. we also talk about this for a second if we're on the defense? Why in the world did Chase Winovich play like no time at all? There's something up there. I, I don't know if if he missed a a, a meeting or he I saw something that they thought he might not be fitting anymore. Like, they might think he's not the best fit. It's like, why? Dude, you have nobody, and he's amazing. Like, yeah, he's played really well this year. So that's something else to watch this weekend as they play the Bills. Like, what does Winovich's snap count tend to be? And he's not hard to miss. Like, he's hard to miss. His hair's everywhere. So, like, watch out for Winovich. If he doesn't play again this weekend, like a lot of snaps, there's a big problem there. Yeah, huge problem. And a huge problem in general is just this whole Patriots team. I mean, like you said before, the three wide receivers that they have are Jacoby Myers, Tamari Bird, and Gunnar Olcheski. Shout out to Brianna Pierre because that's her boy. Gunnar. You know who your fourth receiver is going to be? If, if, you have to, if you have to have a fourth receiver, Jared. Throw me some names, Al. Matthew Slater is going to be your fourth wide receiver. 
potentially. Yes. Mr. Reliable, Matthew Slater. Mr. Reliable, Matthew Slater, who hasn't played wide receiver since college. But, but hey, like, we'll go with it. But here's another here's, – here's two questions I have for you really quick. Number one, are you starting to get a little tired of the Cam Newton experiment in New England? Yes. Um, this week will be my ultimate, like, all right, I'm over it. Only because he clearly isn't fit in the system. They're doing a lot of stuff the Patriots offense ran with Brady. And so, like, in my head when they brought Cam in, it was going to be, a, all right, we're going to adjust and not run a ton of stuff. They're running Brady's offense with a little bit of other, other stuff sprinkled in. Can't throw the ball. Uh, his footwork's terrible. Like, he's just not confident in the routes and, like, the decisions. Like, there have been times when like, – that end of that game um, against the – not the Chiefs, the game before that. Like, they – oh, no, it was against the – it was against the Broncos. When they were driving, they – he had a ball that Nikhil Harry was not even close to. It wasn't Nikhil's fault. He ran the right route. Cam didn't read it right and threw the wrong ball. So, like, those little things that Brady just knows and knows where that receiver is going to be, or even Stidham might know. Like, last week there were so many situations where he just, like – and this goes back to his Carolina days, wanting the big play all the time. There were three – there was a play where literally Asiasi, it was um, Edelman and one other were open, like, ten, five, ten yards up the field. No, All three of them, they could have chose. He looked right past him and was looking downfield. Isn't it and, amazing, too, that in six games, Devin Asiasi hasn't gotten one target? You know why? You know what it is? Because, you know, it's, he's always on the right side of the field. And Cam, for some reason, does not throw to the right side of the field. This is also true. That's, that's what it is, because like, he's always over there. Um, and then you saw Asiasi not even play last week. They let Dalton Keene play. And I'm like, don't blame Asiasi for Cam not being able to throw him the ball. Like, why don't we activate both of them, let Stidham play, and let him run the two tight end set and see who has a better game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Stidham is better fit for what the Patriots are actually doing game plan-wise. Like, they're not – when I was so excited about Cam on this show, beginning of the season, it's because I assumed they were going to tailor everything to Cam. They're not doing that. They're making him play Brady-style football, and he's not Tom Brady, and he can't throw the ball like Brady or even throw the ball. So, at what point do you say, screw this? At what point do you say, you know what, we have Stidham here? Every time Stidham's gone in, it's been, well, mm, pressure situations, end of the game, whatever. If you tell a dude on Monday he's going to start, how much more prepared is he for Sunday? It's so much better off. Now, it's unfortunate they don't have the bye week anymore, so, like, you can't even use the second week there. But, like, if they lose to the Bills this week, I'm pulling Cam. Like, have Stidham, just play Stidham. Unless, unless Cam has Jalen a big Hurts. game. Unless Cam has a big game. If you lose and Cam goes off, then fine. Play Cam. But if Cam is the reason why you lose again this weekend – you have to sit him have to play Stidham have to and and that's the way to look at it I think for a lot of people so like yeah people are like oh why are we going to watch the Patriots game well you know what there's nothing else on it's football it's Sunday Very true. it's a one o'clock game Celtics and Bruins aren't coming back anytime soon the Red Sox aren't coming back to the spring like always so sit down and watch Patriots game it could be a really good game who knows it could very well the, the thing and there's is, a lot of big storylines right and going into the Buffalo game like there are a few things that I'm wondering Number one, are they going to have J.C. Jackson locked on to Stephon Diggs the whole game with mm-hmm. maybe, again, maybe having McCourty, you know, as yep. sort of a, a guy that can double team in a sense. Yep. That way Diggs doesn't have a big game. Are they going to be able to stop Cole Beasley? Are they going to be able to stop Devin Singletary from running like Jeffrey Wilson yep. did for the 49ers the other day? Will yep. Josh Allen have his breakout game against the Patriots and be like, I can finally beat this team and we're for real in this AFC East division? So. Yep. There are a lot of questions. I agree. Yeah, it's a big game. I think me in particular, I was circling this a lot 
for this year because it was the benchmark AFC East thing. Like, this was the first time they've played. Like, Dolphins suck. Jets suck when planning up, they suck. Like, this is the first game against the other good team in the AFC. Um, and I don't think the Dolphins are legit. They're going to fall off because they're playing Tua. So, like, I, I, I'm not worried about the Dolphins. One question I have, and then we'll move on to the Celtics. So I want to talk about Gordon Hayward. If they lose this game and we start thinking, all right, maybe they should just tank. Or maybe the Cam's not the guy we want to move on and say sit and play, it's whatever. Would you rather trade for Jalen Hurts or someone like that? I, I just like Jalen Hurts, so I use the name. Or just go tank for Trevor and find a way to get to Trevor Lawrence. I think you have to tank for Trevor because you know what? There's a reason in Philly why they're not using Jalen Hurts. And you know how bad that division is. That NFC East is horrible. Mm-hmm. The best team in the division is 2-4-1. and one. Yep. That tells you everything you need to know about the NFC East. But for some yep. reason, they're sticking with Carson Wentz. Not that we're a Philly podcast, but obviously – They love Carson fits. Wentz. They love Carson Wentz. They, Carson Wentz is like a savior, but you want a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. But anyways, for me, Trevor Lawrence is – I don't want to say he's a surefire thing. But the thing is, he came out the other day and he said, you know, we'll see what happens next year because he knows that right now, he more than likely is going to end up in New York, either with mm-hmm. the Jets or the or Giants. Who would you rather go to? Probably the Giants because you have Saquon yep. Barkley at least and you have, you know, a young and head ownership coach. doesn't suck. Ownership isn't that bad. I'd probably rather take the Giants in this situation. But if you start to see, if you take a look out there and you're like, huh, New England's not having as good of a year as they have the last, you know, two decades. That's a pretty good organization. They're just having a bad year. They have some pieces. They have one of the best head coaches and best owners mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yep. Maybe this is a situation where I decide to leave Clemson early and hope that I end up at, with New England. I'm not saying think, it's going to happen, but if you yep. keep losing like this and you tank, the, the possibility becomes more realistic. Trevor Lawrence is stupid to stay, no matter what. Like, you you keep lowering your stock the more and more you stay in college. Like it just it never really finds you success as a college athlete. If if you're going to be the number one overall pick and the Jets are going to take you, just play. You're guaranteed millions. If you come in and do well, like I think they need to fire Adam Gase, and if the season keeps up, they probably will anyway. So that's really the big problem. If you can bring in a legit coach or a coach other than Adam Gase, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jet. And then really, then what happens with Sam Darnold? That's my big question. If you're bringing Trevor Lawrence, can the Patriots go get Sammy D? Because, my God, Sammy D in the Patriots uniform. Because Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He just needs the right system. He just needs the right system or the right coach. Now, would the Jets be the all-time Jets and not take Trevor Lawrence and keep Probably. Sam Darnold? Probably. So that could, that's also an option. People aren't really talking about, like, people think Sam Darnold's over. No, he just needs another system. Look at Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's a great example. And he's not as good as, and he's not as, good as Sam Darnold. The Dolphins or, just did not use Ryan Tannehill. And now look what he's doing in Tennessee. Or option C, Trevor Lawrence. Now, this doesn't happen as much anymore, but he could pull a John Elway or an Eli Manning. I don't want to play for you. Trade. I don't want to play for you, and you got to trade me. Otherwise, you're going to waste the number one pick. Yep. Could that, pull that. That is also something. Yeah, that is also an option. Um, I would rather them trade for Jalen Hurts simply for the fact that I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a realistically op- like realistic option because they're going to win enough games to not be the top couple picks like they still have two games against the jets bill's not just gonna tank and they have enough talent on this roster even with jared Stidham, to win more games than the jets and the giants like the jets are that bad yeah so i would much as i would love trevor lawrence 
if you can get Sam Darnold from the Jets, if you can get Jalen Hurts at the deadline, if Philly wants to give up on him quickly like this, maybe you do it. Um, and I've always liked Jalen Hurts. I've been a big Jalen Hurts guy for a while. I think he would do well here as like a system guy. He played, he played at Fama. Like he's, he, he knows how that structure works and how, how Saban and Belichick work. He could come in here and have some success. Um, and he's a little more up Belichick's alley than Cam Newton is. Um, and if you don't believe in Stidham, you got to do something. Very true. Let me ask you one final question before we move on to Celtics. Yeah. If you could see the Patriots pull one move next year, one and one move only, and a big move to help them bolster their team in any way, it could be offense, defense, special teams, whatever, who would you want the Patriots to go get? Like offseason? Like after this is over? Offseason. We'll say offseason, yes. Sam Darnold. Okay. That's a good you need one. a quarterback. You need a quarterback. You do. You do. You need – because you're getting Hightower back. You're getting the defense back. Like, you need – especially if you don't trade Gilmore. You need a quarterback. And you need some weapons too, but they'll have a trade for a receiver. Like, they're not going to go out and trade for A.J. Green in the offseason or someone like that, which I think they should, or like Julio Jones. Like, they're never going to do that. No. But I but think – would they trade look, for Sam Darnold? Yes. I think there's one position that maybe they could bolster with a – there's a name that I've said on here several times – and I think it could happen this offseason. I think you call up Cleveland and see what it takes to get David Njoku here and make him a your tight end. Because yeah, you know the, what? the tight end thing is a weird thing for me. Like, like, why haven't they tried to fix that? I don't know. They have so much confidence in Ryan Izzo. They think Asiasi and Dalton Keene are – maybe they're developing in practice. Like, I don't know. But Njoku has come out and said, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And he keeps denying the rumors. Like, if you want out, it's okay. We understand. You're in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They got Austin Hooper, but right now, Hooper's injured. So right now, Njoku's going to get those reps. But when Hooper comes back, no, forget, he signed guy. a contract with the Browns in the offseason. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was like a three- or four-year deal. Yep, he's their deal. He's in, paid him a lot of money. He's their deal. He's their guy. So if you can go out and get Njoku cheap, that bolsters your tight end position right there. That gives you a weapon right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's been made. You don't need, you don't need the George Kittles of the world in this offense. Like, yeah, we had Gronk, so we were spoiled. But like, you don't need George Kittle or Travis Kelsey in this tight end position unless you're going to not bolster your receiving core. Like, you, you need something to throw the ball to at the tight end spot. And you know what? You can run. I, I'm okay with two tight end sets if, say, it's David Njoku and Izzo. That's fine. If Izzo's your second tight end, that's fine. But, or like one of these rookies. But you need someone who's proven to come in for this Patriots uniform. I love the tight end move. I, I, the quarterback's number one for me, and if they're not going to believe in Stidham and they don't want Cam Newton here, you trade for a guy like Sam Darnold, who clearly is probably going to be gone um, or something like that. Um, and I think that's a good option. And Sam Darnold would love that. Can you get me out of the Jets? Ooh. Get me away um, from this guy. So that, that's an option. Big game Sunday, if you can't tell by all the things we're talking about losing the futures in jeopardy apparently and we win they're back in the playoff hunt so sunday one o'clock patriots bills cam newton will be the starter who knows if we see Jared Stidham again um but it's a big game so we'll be watching um celtics gordon hayward seems like the topic of discussion every time the celtics come up <laughs> people are really confident that he's just gonna stay like that he's gonna be on this team next year and i want him to be like i'm not one to say trade him. everyone's like oh just trade just trade him um, or, he, or he's going to be here. Like, it's not that simple. He has to opt in. If he hops in, then the, the sellers could trade him, which has been talked about. Um, but if he thinks that's going to happen, 
all he has to do is opt out and then he's a free agent and he can just pick wherever he wants to go. And if you're Gordon Hayward, the more and more this has come up. Now we know Indiana is a big landing spot. He lives in Indiana still. Um, there's been rumors of like Miles Turner and Oladipo coming here for a package. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. If you're the Celtics, do you want him to opt in? That's where we want to start with this. If you're the Boston Celtics, do you want Gordon Hayward opting in or opting out? You want him opting in because there's a few things. There's two ways that it can go if he does opt in. If he opts in, he's arguably the best fourth option in the NBA. Like, you're telling me Gordon Hayward can be your fourth option for scoring, rebounding, assists, everything else? Yep. That's pretty good. You're in a really good spot. But you're also – the Celtics are in a win-win, so you get that option. Or if you want to trade him because that clears some money – you know, you can get a few pieces. Maybe you call up Indiana. You see what it would take to get, you know, Miles Turner here. Maybe you call Philadelphia to see what's going on there because they just got a new GM. And Danny Ainge and this new GM, they have a good relationship. And they and Doc's there. Just, Doc can throw in a good word for Danny. Doc's in there. So there could be a big splash there. But anyways, you have options with Gordon Hayward if he opts in. Yep. And if he opts out, it's like Al Horford all over again. Yep. You, get, you get nothing for him. Yep. And the thing is, there's so many things about Hayward when he's healthy that you like. He can shoot the ball well. He makes smart decisions. He's not afraid to take the smart shot. Like if he if he has a 15, 20 footer, he's gonna take it. Yep. So there is a lot to like about Gordon Hayward. And again, if you want to trade, you know, there have been some teams, Indiana obviously is one, like I just said, Philly, the Atlanta Hawks are another team that are looking yep. to make some moves. They it came out the yep. other day. They're trying to make a push for the playoffs because they have something yep. good going there and young. Young core, yep. And I mean, if you talk with Atlanta, maybe you talk about getting John Collins, getting a rebounder. Yep. That could help. You need it. Look, people don't realize Gordon Hayward is the biggest chip you have if, you, if he opts in. If, if, this, if he opts, you need him to opt in regardless. So whether he stays or goes, you need him to opt in, which I think he will do. Um, there's also talks about him opting out and signing another contract with us too. Like that's an option. If he opts out, he's not coming back. If he opts out, I think he's gone. Even though I, I think he loves Boston. Part of me thinks he really does enjoy the city of Boston and he wants to be here and he wants to play for Brad. I think it's going to take a lot for him to just walk away from that. Um, so ideally, I think he walks in, uh, opts into the door here and, and see what happens. Now, if you're the Celtics, I don't trade Gordon. I don't. Because the Celtics were that close to going to the finals. And I don't think you didn't have him like you didn't have him for that run. You really haven't had him the whole contract. He's been here. It's been a disappointment only because he's been hurt. Like when Gordon Hayward signed here, we were all stoked. It was like, Oh my God, we have a huge free agent. He's amazing. Yeah. We were going to pair him with Kyrie at the time. We saw that went, but Gordon Hayward was still a big name at the time and killed it with Utah. And now people are just like, Oh, he's terrible. He sucks. Like he's not even good. I'm like, no, he is. He's a really good basketball player. And you need him. I do. I believe you need him. Now, there's only a handful of people you trade him for. Like, again, like, what would it take to get Miles Turner and Victor Oladipo here from Indiana, who clearly both don't want to be there? I mean, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Picks, maybe Time Lord. Like, that's a conversation. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. I, but I, I personally would not be willing to do that. That's, that's a lot. Me. That's a lot for Miles Turner and Victor Oladipo. Um, short term, it's probably an upgrade. But long-term, does Old Depot stay? Probably not um, because he wants to be the guy and as long as Kemba's here. So, like, there's a lot of pieces there just to get essentially Miles Turner. And if Old um, Depot came here, Kemba Walker would be gone. 
There, there's no question. And I don't like saying that. And th- that's something I wanted to ask you because you're a big Celtics guy, just like I am. Uh-huh. Kemba Walker's name has been getting thrown around as somebody that we could potentially uh-huh. see gone in the right move. Do you want to see Kemba gone? So stupid. Absolutely not. Absolutely Same. Stupid. Like so moronic. People are just throwing that out there to be stupid. I like, know. It's it's beyond ridiculous. Like this yep. is a guy that everyone was saying was a perfect fit in Boston. He, he, was look, a leader. he worked. Right. He was a leader. He was an all-star. I mean, willing to give the ball to Tatum. Like, like willing to say to Jason Tatum, hey, JT, it's your night, man. You go win team. us this game. I'm here if you need me. You don't do that if you don't have that if Kyrie Irving's still here. Now, granted, was Kyrie Irving the better talent? Of course. But Kemba Walker Honestly, was not by my in my opinion, not that big of a difference. Talent wise, if I had to the pick flash, I the flash, I mean, yeah, I would pick Kyrie, but the flashiness makes the difference. Yes, like, that's true. Kyrie does it, Kyrie does it so much over the top, like yes. the handles and everything, that it looks so good. Compare numbers, yeah. Kemba could with especially in the Charlotte days, like Kemba could compare with Kyrie number wise, the night on a right. basis. And Kemba Walker. I mean, he just fits in so well with this team. He fits in well mm-hmm. with this city, this organization. Yeah. Like, this is not a guy that you want to give up, especially after his first year of his four-year yeah. deal. Now, if this was year three, I'd be like, okay, you, you got something here. There's some substance to that. The guy's only been here for one year. Give him another yeah. year, and then if he makes another all-star team, then his value goes up even more. And then yeah. you can probably get more for him. The Celtics should be able to win a title with Kemba Walker on the roster. Yes. And – that should be your hope. The Ross, I don't think he's here past his contract. Like, I don't think this is a long-term thing. Um, I think you have options to go out and draft point guards or whatever. Like you have guys in the system even um, that are good enough to potentially be a starting point guard when they're not the guy, right? Like you guys, you have like Tremont Waters, right? Is a perfect example. Um, Romeo Langford, they love Romeo. Maybe he, he can be a starting point guard when, uh, think about it. Like Ro- Romeo Langford, if he develops or Tremont Waters, if they develop, one of them could be a starting point guard on a championship team with guys like Tatum and Brown there. Like they don't need to be the guy. Like we just lucky to have Kemba right now with those other guys. And look, I, I still believe that Tatum and Brown are the way you win a championship. Like if they, you guys, you Celtics win a championship if, if it's because of Tatum and Brown, like Kemba Walker won't win or lose you a championship. Those two will. I, I would That's love. What, no, just good. Go ahead. I would love to see – I don't know what – I would just love to see this team just take another step in the right direction because you're going to need some guys. Ennis Cantor, I, I liked the Cantor signing last year because it was a yeah. cheap option. He won't be back. He's, he's, he's gone. He's already said, thank you, Boston. Like, he, he's not coming back. There's no, no way. So that's another rebounder you need. You need another – Excuse me. You need another scorer off the bench. You need pieces. Clint you still need Capella. pieces. Clint Capella wouldn't be bad. But I'm always going to laugh with Romeo Langford because it's always going to remind me that we were one pick away from having Tyler Harrow in a Boston Celtics uniform. Oh, they screwed it up big time. Like, no, they didn't screw it up. They didn't even screw it up. They lost a coin flip. That's, that's not their fault. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, like, it was literally a coin decided Tyler Harrow or Romeo Langford. Like, you know – Obviously, if you could go back, you would obviously love to win that coin flip. And then it's like, okay, Tyler Harrow, coming to the Celtics, easy. And there's your bench guy. I mean, did but anyone that... expect this from Tyler Harrow? <laughs> like, no. I know he was a sc- no. I know he was a scorer. I know he was a good scorer in college basketball. But like this, yeah. Would he have yeah. done that with fans in the stands? Probably not. But even still, like... you saw how good he was on a neutral court. Now let's see what he does next year. 
in the playoffs. What does he do in the Garden? What's he do in Boston in a playoff series? Right. Like, does he come here and actually shoot that well? Probably not. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about it next year, Jared, already. That Eastern Conference is going to be stacked to the yep. max. Oh, it's, people, are gonna, people can't say the West is just is that much better anymore. Like, no, you're gonna, like Brooke, Milwaukee's like, back. Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, Boston, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Pacers are still there. They're, they're going to take a step down, though, especially if Oladipo. Yeah, but they're still, they're still a top six, seven team. Atla- Atlanta's coming, like we said. Who's, Atlanta, there's another Orlando, Orlando made the playoffs this year, and they're pretty yep. good young core. And they were hurt sometime this year, too. They had some injuries. So, like, they're right there. Um, then you go to the West, and you have, like, Phoenix and those guys who are – the league – there's a lot of young talent injected in the league right now, which is good because some of these older guys, like, how much longer is LeBron going to play, really? Like, how much, how much longer are these guys going to play? Um, the young talent's there. The East is really good. Those top five teams, top six teams in the East. Look, I could see Brooklyn finishing five still with KD and Kyrie because the, who, who else is there that can get along with Kyrie? They're, they're nutcases. Like, people keep talking, oh, they're, they're going to be title favorites, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but can Kyrie and KD actually work with other people? Like, no, no th- they'll get along. They're best friends. That'll never be a problem. But, like, can those two get along with a bunch? No, we started didn't work. Kyrie can't get along with anybody. And will be able to. I think Durant just sort of has that, almost that stigma about him. Just like yep. people are going to follow his lead. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, forget about it. Like you said, he couldn't last in Cleveland even when he was winning championships. He becomes the guy in Boston, and then Boston, he literally says, F you, see you later. Yep. And now he's on his third team. Like, and this is a guy that's a top three point guard in the NBA. Yep. So that, there's something wrong there, in my opinion. Al, before we get to talk about the Reds, well, really, it's Alex Cora. To, to loop this back full circle, Gordon Hayward, do you want him back or do you want, him to, do you want them to use him as a piece? I am going to be brutally honest, and I said this on Legends Lingo too, I am genuinely torn. I am right down the middle. If he, he comes back, and it's not even trying to be a cop-out answer. I just, I don't, I, no, I don't know. Like, I want him if, back. If he comes back, great. That's, that's a gr- another great piece. But if they trade him for the right trade package and they're able to get another scorer and another rebounder, then I'm okay with that too. I am genuinely torn. See, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him because Danny needs to shake something up to win a title, I think. But yes. I would like him back. I think you can do it without – you have so many young, good, good young players. You could trade almost half your bench – the back end of your bench to get someone decent to a team that sucks. Like there's options that you go. If Houston starts selling, right They're they're clearly going in the other direction. Why can't you sell like the sell the farm for Clint Capella right. and still keep Gordon Hayward? Cause then imagine that, right. Gordon Hayward's on the team and you get Clint Capella, like, and then you can backfill with some veterans. Like that's so much more doable and more realistic than trying to find the right deal for Gordon Hayward. Who's going to take that deal? Like Indiana is one of the only good fits in, in like Atlanta, but I'm more intrigued by what you can do in the back end with all these young assets and these picks that you keep building up and refuse to get rid of. Your window's now. You're in your title window. You're at the beginning of it, but you're in your title window. Got to do make it now. this Make this team good. Let's go after it year after year. Let's be. Let's get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, and let's go after it. And let's get over now, that hump of going yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals, and let's take that final exactly. step of going to the finals. Now, if you had a gun in my head and asked me who wins the World Series, uh, where's the championship first, Red Sox or Celtics, I'm picking the Red Sox. But <laughs> that, uh, Celtics are right there. Celtics are right there. They are. Uh, 
Speaking of the Red Sox, let's talk about them. Um, Alex Another Cora. great segue. Unreal. Yeah, we're uh, killing uh, it we're tonight at, with the segue. We're, we're good. At, good at what we do. <laughs> I do believe that, by the way. I honestly think the Red Sox might win a World Series before the Celtics win the title. Eh, maybe. Uh, Red Sox aren't that far away as people think. Anywho, big reason how I th- why I think that Alex Cora. Alex Cora can now officially come back. His suspension's over, Al. He's a free man. World Series is over. We talked about it. Mookie Betts, Joe Kelly, Dave Roberts, let's fucking go. They won the World Series. The Rays did not. Too bad, so sad. Um, Alex Cora can come back to baseball. He's officially unsuspended. He's coming back to the Red Sox, right? Like, you, you have to think so at this point. The stars are aligning, Jared Scally. I mean, let's think about this. The Red Sox have taken some interviews, but like. Right. But first of all, the Chicago White Sox continue to show why they have not done anything since 2005. They have a young team that makes the playoffs. Very exciting. I think the White Sox are one of the more exciting young teams in the league right now. Keyword, young. Young. They go out and hire Tony La Russa. 77? Something like that. Was in the Red Sox organization with Dave Dombrowski for a few years there, too. Mm Mm-hmm. As like a special advisor or something like that. Yeah, I don't he, know. He, he, got, he got a ring. He got a ring. He was here. Yeah, he was here. He can confirm. Tony La Russa was in Boston. Tony, but, Tony La Russa, Boston Red Sox. But this, you're talking about a guy that managed back in the 80s with guys like McGuire and Canseco, you know, and then with the Cardinals for all those years with McGuire coming to the Cardinals. Coasted, he goes through the steroid era. Yep. Like he was right in the steroid era. This is a guy that I, I just don't see is going to be a good fit for Chicago, but that doesn't even matter because now – you take away A.J. Hinch from the White Sox, and now he becomes the Detroit Tigers' number one priority. So if the Tigers hire A.J. Hinch, which looks like it could happen, who realistically is left for the Red Sox to hire? Yeah. Now, you can't – I've said this a few times, and I read something the other day. The Red Sox cannot hire anybody from the Tampa Bay Rays front office for the next, like, two years. That was part of the deal that High and Bloom made after he left Tampa and came to Boston. So he can't hire anybody within from Tampa. It has to be out of the organization. So that's a good sign if you want Alex Cora back. Yep. So at this point, you get Alex Cora back. Everyone wants him back. Everyone wants him back. And if you do, guess what? I don't care if this is an unpopular opinion. If you get Alex Cora back, you got a much better sign, much better chance of signing somebody like a George Springer potentially – to put former to bench play coach, center field for you. Former bench coach, Houston Astros. Um, look, Alec, what Alex Cora does, I've been on the record for so long. I think he's coming. As soon as he got suspended, I'm like, well, he's coming back next year. It's fine. Especially when they name Renicky manager for the year. Like, great. That's a scapegoat and a half. They're going to suck this year. He'll be there, and then he'll leave, and Cora will come back. Like, that, that made it obvious to me. But you make a good point. Alex, what Alex Cora can do for your free agent signing is huge. He gets along with the young players. Anyone potentially thinking about coming to Boston would talk to Xander Bogarts and those guys, and they all love Alex Cora. Mm-hmm. And a guy like George Springer is a great example. I want George Springer here. It sounds like he's not going to sign back with Houston. Wh- why wouldn't George Springer say yes? They loved Alex Cora in Houston. They loved Alex Cora. And there's a reason for that. So then you can get George Springer. Would Trevor Bauer choose Boston if Alex Cora was his manager? Probably. And there's a lot of people, it's 50-50. I think a lot of people are 50-50 on those two guys. I'm on I'm pro Bauer and Springer. I think, again, Red Sox are closer than people think, and those two really help them make a push. Um, do they win a World Series next year? No, but are they bad like this? No. This year was stupid. 
Do you um, sign, but do you sign Springer just real quick? Do you sign Springer for a max deal, like a, a big contract, or do you try to get him for right around that 15 to $20 million range? Um, I wouldn't break the bank for George Springer. That and it's really because of his age more than anything. And it's funny. Cause you look at him and Jackie Bradley, same age. Um, they might get the same money because someone's going to grass grossly overpay for Jackie Bradley Jr. It won't be the Red Good. Sox. He's, him. He's broken. Um, and I think George Springer is just a perfect fit to fit in there and, and take his spot. Um, look, Alex Cora should be coming back. And you're right. Like, there are so many signs. Like, the White Sox just said, I, we're not interested in Cora. You're not interested in Cora? Like, what? Stupid. Now we know that they're just idiots because they hired LaRusa. Tigers don't want, didn't even think about Cora. They went right for AJ Hinch. Don't these teams must know? They must know something, right? Like these teams must have know that Alex Cora is going back to the Red Sox because why are none of these teams interviewing him? We haven't heard anything about Cora being interviewed or anything like that. And I know now technically he couldn't be interviewed till the World Series is over, but you would have known. Like someone would have snuck an interview in there before or like it would have shown like, hey, he has an interview on the books with the Tigers and the White Sox when his suspension's lifted. There's none of that. None of that. How is AJ Hinch all of a sudden the favorite for the Tigers? Because they've had conversations. There's been nothing about Cora having conversations with anybody at all. And we know the Red Sox have had conversations with other man, like potential managers, the Yankee bench coach, like uh, other options. Cora's coming back because there's been no ties to him anywhere else. And do you really think Alex Cora is going to get another year off? And not only that, a lot of people are already linking him outside of Boston. A lot of people are already to linking Boston. him back to Boston. The because Chicago, it makes that much sense. Right. The Chicago Centennial Times literally said they're not interested in Cora because they have a strong hunch that Cora is going to yep. end up back in Boston. So you know what? To everybody that doesn't want Alex Cora back, You're why? Idiot. You're idiots. You're idiots. Well, well, not even idiots, but the, word, the question I have for you is why? Because of stuff that happened when he was in Houston? They didn't even get suspended for stuff while he was here. Like, they, they didn't do anything to the Red Sox. Like, Alex Cora did not get suspended because he was here. They only let him go. They could have – they only let him go because he got suspended for what he did in Houston. Like, there was no ramifications against Cora for stuff he did with the Red Sox because there wasn't anything there. So, he didn't cheat with the Red Sox. He did with the Astros. We get that. And I've seen something like, oh, why would you want this guy back? Do you really trust him? I don't care if you trust him. The players do. Right. Every player in that man in that room trusts Alex Cora. They were all a lot of them were here in 2018 when he helped this group do the unthinkable and win a crap ton of football, uh, baseball games. <laughs> like, right. They all want Alex Cora back. I think ownership honestly wants Alex Cora back, um, and I think Heim Bloom is in a tough spot if he doesn't let Alex Cora come back. Um, because it sounds like it's Heim Bloom's decision. I'm sure ownership and John, good old John Henry has come down and said, hey, we'd love Alex Cora back, but we will give you that power, and you can decide on the best fit. Um, but we'd like, we'd like to see Alex back. If he doesn't bring Alex back, what does that do for Heim Bloom in the city? Do we think, though, that Heim Bloom wants to take full control of this team? Like, he really wants to be the guy that, like, helps with in-game decisions and all that stuff, and almost hires a manager that's almost going to act like a puppet, in a sense? No, I don't think he wants someone like that. I just think he – there's always the – to situation where GMs or president of baseball ops, whatever your freaking title is, um, they want their guy as the manager. They want their guy who's going to say, okay, well, you believe in what we believe in so that as we bring on players, you'll believe in that philosophy and we're going to build a roster around our philosophy and then you're going to follow out that philosophy and manage based off what we think. You'll make those decisions, but 
the philosophy will all align. Do we know if Alex Cora's philosophy is going to line up? No. But if you're Hein Bloom, you already had to trade Mookie Betts, and, and you shouldn't blame him for that. Every, anyone who got hired was going to have to trade Mookie Betts, but like people are still blaming him for that. If you now go out and trade and don't bring back Alex Cora, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people in the city. Players too. I think Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, how pissed are they going to be if Alex Cora doesn't get brought back? Very, very much. And when those Everybody. contracts are up, do they come back? Probably not. Like, there's a lot of ramifications to not really thinking this through and just bringing Alex Cora back. Bring Cora back home. Bring the boy home. And some pay better. We're waiting for it. This time next week, we'll be on the show. Hopefully, they've announced it. That'd be nice. Would be. That'd be nice. We'll talk about Alex Cora coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming Come home. home. Uh, the world. Every time I hear that song, you know what I think about? Every time I hear that song, I'm going to give you one guess, and then we'll end the show. One guess. You know what I think about every time I hear that song? What do you what do you think about every time? I want I want I'm giving you one guess. It's sports related. It's it's related to sports. Alex Cora coming back to Boston. Paul Pierce's tribute video when he came back with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, that's okay. That's kind of cool. That okay, I'll video that. still gives me the biggest chills. I'll watch it randomly. I watched it earlier. Like it gives me the biggest chills to hear that watch that video. He's crying in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Looks weird. Oh. That song is forever linked to Paul Pierce's tribute video to me uh, because Paul Pierce was my childhood. So, hey, it's still weird going to the garden when that was still a thing, when the world was normal, and seeing 34 up on the banner. Like, that's yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. And KG, going to be retired this year if they actually have fans in the stands. So, we'll see. That'd oh, KG. I miss him. Oh, favorite player of all time. Like, oh, I yeah. love Paul Pierce, but, like, oh, KG's No, no KG was mine, too. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 179. I think we've decided on Yeah. Um, we're thinking Nick probably won't be back next week. He's trying to tell me he might be. Nick, I'll believe it when you're here. Uh, of course, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, CouchGuySports.com. Follow the written content. We're Couch Guy Pod on Twitter. Couch Guy Sports is the Instagram. Um, yeah, we don't have a Snapchat. We do. It doesn't get used. Um, follow everything. Just go follow all the pods. Great podcast stuff. Small state, big takes. Give them their credit. Yes. Give the boys their credit. They broke their Julian Edelman news, so congrats to them. I'll uh, give them all the credit until I'm blue in the face. Uh, big game this weekend, Al. We'll talk about it next week. Patriots, Bills. Could be the end. Officially, the end of the dynasty could be coming on Sunday. So, uh, big game at 1 o'clock. And who knows? Maybe we'll have to work on the uh, small state guys if the Patriots lose. Give yeah. them their, give them their, we'll give them their shining moment if they lose the game. Yeah, we, uh, we might have to do that. Might have to do that. But we'll figure it out. We'll see how the game goes on Sunday, and we'll figure it out. Until then, Al, it was a pleasure, my friend. And uh, Jared. don't get too many gray hairs watching Cam throw the football on Sunday. No promises. I already got a couple. Talk to you guys next week. Oh, wait. Shit.